I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful town. Hello and welcome to Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Abby. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is the inaugural episode of this podcast that we've been planning for many, many months. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to be here. Me too. <laughs> We're doing the thing. We are. Um I've been wanting to start another Star Wars podcast because it's really important to have female voices uh, mm -hmm. in this realm, and I feel like we both have a lot to say. <laughs> oh, oh yes, <laughs> we are very loud and opinionated women. Yes, that's our title. So, um, why don't you briefly tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, uh, sure. So I am currently a master's student. Um, I'm almost done. I graduate on <laughs> May the 4th, which is so <gasps> fitting. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. With my uh, MSW, which is Masters of Social Work, but I like to say Masters of Star Wars. Yes, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I am in uh, the mental health field as a social worker. Um, I currently work with kiddos with mental health disorders, and I adore every minute of it. Um, but in terms of the Star Wars, Star Wars, ugh, in terms <laughs> of the Star Wars world, um, I've been around Star Wars Twitter for a little while, <laughs> not that long compared to other people. Um, but if you if you know of me or have seen me on Twitter, you you probably correlate me with uh, yelling a lot, specifically at stupid dudes and sometimes star wars creators so you know <laughs> yes your nemesis we oh. can get into that later yes. um yeah so i um have i don't know i've been around for a couple of years i guess on the interwebs in terms of fandom um i was formerly um a co-host of rebel girl which our podcast has ended, and that's why we're here. <laughs> Got some free time to do two, two other things. Um, and if you've seen me around, you've probably seen me screaming about representation um, and other uh, social justice type things. Um, <laughs> and about Rose Tico. Um, so, so, yeah, that's us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You know everything about us now. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> um, so just as kind of a, I guess, an outline of what this podcast is going to be about, we're going to talk about, definitely talk about news if there's any that's coming up. Um, we'll talk about certain I guess, themes in the, the galaxy far, far away, characters that we really enjoy or just want to discuss, um, the different movies and television that, that either have come out or are going to come out, um, possibly speculation. I don't know. <laughs> I have a hard time with that, so I don't yeah, know how much too. of that will do. <laughs> I kind of just like want to enjoy things as they come out. Yes. Um, we'll talk about like thematic elements, especially in, you know, obviously in the movies and TV, uh, books. We love books. Mm -hmm. um, um, representation, of course, 
in front of and behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also real world issues just as they relate to Star Wars. Um, As we know and love, Star Wars is sometimes an allegory or just Mm -hmm. representative of things going on in the real world. Um, politically, socially, um, they are a social commentary, um, as much as some certain audiences would like to deny that, um, Mm -hmm. we know that's not the case. So we'll definitely be diving diving into stuff like that. (laughs) Um, and then, um, this for now we're going to be bi-weekly. So, um, I think as more news comes out, we can probably, um, amp up, uh, our recording and talk about more stuff week by week. Um, I feel like episode nine is like still so far away, even though it is this year. (laughs) I know. So yeah, well, hopefully when it, I feel like post celebration, maybe like leading up, maybe within celebration, we'll have more stuff to talk about. So I would think so. We might be able to do uh, weekly episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, um, just getting to know you a little bit more, um, what have you done within the Star Wars community? Like as far, I know you, you've guested on podcasts, you've mm-hmm. hosted on podcasts, um, you scream about it, about Star Wars on Twitter, mm-hmm. like <laughs> go ahead and, um, let us know what you do. Oh, sure. Or have done. Um, well, like you're saying, um, I had a brief stint on Beltway Banthas as a co-host And Mm then um, I've guested on a couple of pods. One? (laughs) I don't know. I've guested on uh, Sapphic Skywalkers quite a bit. um, And I love them to pieces. You should go subscribe to them. Um, Yes. And then I also was a guest on our friend Danny from Rogue Padron. His podcast called Encyclopedia, where I talked about Anne Boleyn, my other one true love. And <laughs> I love it. It's so I love her. Um, but yeah, I kind of hopping my way around the podcast world. I made one myself like one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like long time ago. About um, Luke, right? Yes. About Luke and the Last Jedi. Because, you know, I there guess some people had some issues <laughs> with Luke, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I hear things here yeah, and there. You know, like I heard like one or two people say not my Luke Skywalker, but you know. Um, but yeah, that was I, a Oh, I was gonna say I should link that somewhere. We should probably link oh. it on our Twitter because it's mm. ac- it's an excellent like solo episode. Oh, um thanks. it's really hard to do like monologue type podcast stuff. And so I was like, oh my God, you did a really good job. Having oh, <laughs> never done this before. But I yeah, think, good insights there. Thanks. I think part of it was like I was a speech kid in high school. So mm. I know how to talk at length. <laughs> <laughs> Not for like a whole hour. That took a little while, but yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I did that. And then most I'm just mostly around on Twitter. I just kind of butt my way into Star Wars Twitter and was like, hello, I'm here. And I'm going to be that bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I yell about Star Wars a lot on Twitter um, and specifically have beef with uh, John Kasdan. So <laughs> your nemesis, my arch nemesis. <laughs> John Kasdan, if you're listening to this, let's have a one-on-one. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, John. We could talk. I'll be nice. I promise. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So what about I don't, you? I don't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember how we became friends. I feel like we just oh. like randomly started talking on Twitter. Like, yeah. You know what I think it was? So like my first kind of uh, 
foray into Star Wars Twitter was through hashtag Star Wars What Matters. Oh. Um, I saw that it was like on my like trending for you thing on Twitter. And I was like, yes. Um, and so I hopped on that tag and was like, I was all about it. And I was like following a bunch of people who were um, tweeting about it. And obviously you happened to be one of them. And then I guess we just started kind of talking. <laughs> and then as, as, as one does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then like bonded over our cats and here yes. we are. <laughs> Uh, we have matching cats. We for do. Those of you who don't know, um, an orange and a tuxedo, and then you have a third cat. I do have a third cat. <laughs> He's another tuxedo. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'm telling you to get one. Not. But I wish. You know, one of my friends is trying to find homes for some cats, and I like desperately wanted to take one of them, mm-hmm. and it was going to be temporary. And my boyfriend said no. Like, one cat per person household. I guess. Ugh. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Speak, so speaking of um, Star Wars Rep Matters, I am one of the co-creators, um, along with a multitude of other people. Um, and that hashtag came out of another hashtag, actually, that I was a part of um, called Star Wars is a Girl Thing, too. It was mm-hmm. like SW is a Girl Thing, too. And that was mostly like female focused. Um, and we um, we created SW Rep Matters to make it more inclusive because obviously not everyone represents themselves or identifies as female, you know, or, you know, there's, if we're talking about gender, obviously we wanted to incorporate more women of color and non-binary and femmes of color into that as well, as well as like, like any, any marginalized group. So like mm-hmm. people with disabilities, um, mental health issues um we wanted to highlight different races because there's so many Mm -hmm. that are underrepresented in hollywood um we did lgbtq Mm -hmm. um uh what else there's so many um i wish i had a list in front of me but every (laughs) month so basically if you're not familiar with the hashtag every month we host a conversation around a um a theme topic of the month and so we've had like black women um uh pacifica like polynesian representation people with disabilities lgbtq um pretty much i mean daisy representation like everything that you can think of and basically it's just a conversation around you know do we know of any actors or creators that um represent these groups and we celebrate that, but we also like critique what's missing and what we want more of and what wasn't done well because mm-hmm. it was probably written by a white person. Mm-hmm. So it's just a monthly conversation. Um, if you're not familiar with it, definitely look up the hashtag. It's hashtag SW Rep Matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun. Um, it's, it's always like a heartwarming, fun conversation. We really try to reach out to people within the community that like, so that we have own voices type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we want to uplift marginalized voices. So, um, we, we try really hard to make sure that we get people, um, we hear people, um, that are part of these groups, not just us screaming about what we want because uh-huh. I'm, I, I am a, a biracial, um, Japanese American woman. Um, and I can't, I don't have the experience that a black woman mm-hmm. or a, a queer person has. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, um, 
That's really, I didn't realize that that's how you found us. Yeah. 10 out that's of 10 really cool. would recommend getting involved with the hashtag. <laughs> One, because of all of the many, many beautiful reasons that Jess listed, but also because like it formed a community. Um, yeah, it really did. I found all I'm, of the people who I think I'm, I, I would say I'm closest to on Star Wars Twitter through that hashtag because it creates a safe space for us to be like, hey, I want to see myself in this way or I do see myself in this way. And that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Like I uh, I came out for the first time publicly because of Star Wars Rep Matters. So oh because God, it made me feel comfortable. Yeah, I never would have said it otherwise, but. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's <Yay>. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've met so many people that I probably never would have like interacted with mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, and not because I was—I don't know. It's just really easy to get in your own bubble. Oh yeah. Um, and you find like a community, and you just kind of stick with the people that you trust. Especially as a woman on the internet, mm-hmm. it's like hard to trust people who randomly come into your mentions. But um. Yeah, just, like, by way of, like, hey, do you know, like, a Native person that's into Star Wars? Like, just asking around mm-hmm. and people – connecting people to people, networking. I don't know. It's called a thing. It's a thing, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I just – and now um, we're both going to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Like people have asked me that I've connected with through this hashtag. Are we going to do a meetup? We would love to have like a gr- everyone who's been involved that's going to Celebration to like just meet up and celebrate and meet each other in person and hug each other mm-hmm. and just you know just be together and have that space um, to celebrate what what we've done. Yeah. And so. It's I'm it's so it's so lovely. I'm really proud to be a part of it, and I'm glad that you are too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah speaking of celebration, um, we're going. <laughs> yeah, <What>? Yes. <laughs> we're gonna be there. Um, I'm coming in on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there sometime the on Thursday. <laughs> whenever, yeah, you live out yeah, there. Whenever so. I feel like taking the train out there, like I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I get there at, like, midnight on Thursday. So I'll technically be there, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I won't be there at all all on Thursday. Um, But uh, SW Rep Matters has a panel on Sunday. Um, I forgot what time already. Uh, Is it, like, one? Thank you. I think. It's at one, I I don't know, but that's my guess. (laughs) It's sometime one. It's one one thirty, one two o'clock, something like that. Um, So, yeah. And um, I kind of want to get an autograph from Ashley Eckstein uh, too. Yeah. So I might I feel like she's going to be there on Saturday. So I don't know, I might be there on Saturday, but otherwise I'm just going to be eating food and drinking and hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. And I'll be dressing up as um Miles Morales Sith. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's going to be so cool. So I have a Miles Morales Spider-Man costume because um, I am a new Spidey stan mm-hmm. as of like 2018 and I have a Sith robe. So we're going to do the thing. Oh my God, I love um, it. It's going to be great. I love it. <laughs> I think I'm going to dress up one day because I've only got tickets for Friday, Saturday, which is frustrating. So I mean, like if anybody wants to let me borrow their Sunday ticket so I can, you know, go Ooh. see the Rep Matters panel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I think I'm going to do like a dapper Luke Skywalker look. <gasps> I love yeah. it. So like I've already. Got... I love. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I already have like an outfit planned out and I'm really stoked about it. 
I love it. I love when people like people do like the Dapper Disney days mm-hmm. out here. I'm I'm from California for those of you who don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dapper Disney where everyone dresses up is like these Dapper Disney characters or Dapper Star Wars. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Um, I think our friend Emma I does was, like a Dapper Ray. Yeah, she does. I was just going to say like uh, one night we were all Skyping and she was talking about her Dapper Ray costume, which she looks fucking adorable in. Um, yes, she does. And I'm like, oh what if i did like a dapper luke and everyone was like yes oh my god so i was like emma we have to take a million and one pictures yes yes you do i don't cosplay so Mm -hmm. this is going to be interesting um the spidey suit is very tight and very restricting um we'll see how long it lasts (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna change your clothes just in case absolutely (laughs) yeah so we'll see so since this is kind of a getting to know us episode, we're not going to delve into any like themed content, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about like our favorite, like our Star Wars, like what yeah. we love, um, just to get it out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, let's talk about like what got you into Star oh. Wars. Like, how did your fandom start? Um, mine started when I was a youngin. Um, I think I was about like five years old. I want to say, and my dad and I watched Star Wars for the first time together. He was just like, all right, come here. We're going to watch the greatest story ever told. And <laughs> he was a huge Star Wars nerd when he was a kid and still is. It's very much so mine and my dad's like thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I have never not seen a Star Wars movie for the first time without him. So Every single, yeah, every single premiere, like I make sure I'm going with my dad, even if that means I have to wait a few days. Um, Yeah. But yeah, he, I think, showed them to me. He showed me a four, five, six, and one when I was about five or six years old. Um, And then we saw Attack of the Clones in theaters and Revenge of the Sith in theaters. Um, And I remember for Revenge of the Sith, he pulled me out of school early so we could go see it. And it was the That's best amazing. day. Yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, it was Love it was it. very much so my dad. And then I went through like this weird time where I didn't want to be like, I, I'm not nerdy because I got made fun of it for it in elementary school. Um, yeah. And so had like a really big chunk in my life where I pretended like I didn't like Star Wars, which is sad. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until like, ooh. It's like 17, 18 when I started to get back into it. It was around when Disney announced that they were buying Lucasfilm. Um, yeah. So sometime in like 2013 is when I started getting back into it. And damn, has it changed my life? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. Yeah. So I'm one of those whose Star Wars has just always kind of been around. Like my dad was into God, I'm aging myself here, but my dad had the movies on Laserdisc, so he would watch them all the time, and he just happened to be watching Return of the Jedi, and I think I was probably like three or four. I don't even remember how old I was. I was super young, but I watched it with him, and it was very scary because Palpatine and Vader are scary when you're a kid. Like the throne room scenes, I remember being terrified of that, Um, and I think that was the only film that I saw for like a really long time, and then, I don't know, I just like, we watched them like, you know at home like <laughs> just or if they were on tv mm-hmm. we would watch them so i i don't even know i can't even tell you like the first time i saw like four or five four and five mm-hmm. like all the way through um but i did at some point and then um i was like 10 years old when they re-released 
the original trilogy in theaters and they like remastered them. I forget what they called them back then. I think they remastered was the term that Mm -hmm. they used. So I actually waited in line um, with, there was this group of boys, like three boys that I was friends with. My, my stepmom was a teacher when I was growing up. And so these were like the other teachers, kids, (laughs) and we were all Star Wars. We were all Star Wars nerds. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we waited in line to see like overnight to see the, the re-release in theaters for, um, A New Hope. And it was amazing. (laughs) And it was, that was my first like waiting in line Mm. experience. Um, and I don't know, these boys were really nice. Like they accepted me into their little like Star Wars circle and we read like all the, all the books, like all the e- old EU books. And we would play Star Wars after school. Like, you know, instead of going outside and playing, we would stay in the, our class, our parents' classrooms <laughs> and like play in the hallway, when, <laughs> even though we weren't supposed to be doing that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was kind of a, a kind of a experience that not a lot of women mm-hmm. had during that time. So I'm super grateful for that. And like, they didn't care that I was a girl. Like, it was nice. That's so really nice. I'm pretty. And I still talk to them. Aww. I'm still friends with them to this day. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, some of my oldest friends. But yeah, um, I would say too, I like when the prequels, I was in high school when the prequels were coming out. Um, so I think I was a senior when Revenge of the Sith was released or maybe a junior. I can't remember now. Um, and I just like, I saw them in theaters, but I I don't know. I was, you know, when you went to high school and you're like in the beginning of college, I had other stuff going on. I got really into Harry Potter. So Mm -hmm. I had a Harry Potter phase for a while where I was just kind of Star Wars fell by the wayside. And we, you know, everyone thought there weren't going to be any more films and it was over. And so it was like, okay, whatever. And then Clone Wars came out and I didn't watch it right away. Like when the film was released or when it was um, first aired on Cartoon Network, I started watching it, I think by season four. Okay is when I first started watching it. And oh my God, I fell in love. It reinvigorated my love for Star Wars because there's so much in that series that just, it's more adult, Mm -hmm. I think, than people give it credit for. It just brings up so many themes about war and like politics and like leadership and religion and all kinds of things that uh, you could just talk about forever. And I, so I started talking about that on Twitter and I just like found these people that liked Star Wars too on Twitter and joined a community and then joined a podcast. And then, you know, here I am, I'm still here. Yeah. So that's so, I don't that's know. so cool. Cause like Clone Wars was my like reigniting my love for Star Wars thing too. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't watch it yeah. when it originally aired. Um, Cause when did it start coming out? Like 2008? Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. was kind of when I was in the midst of oh, I don't like Star Wars thing, but um, <laughs> it wasn't until it was all on Netflix and my partner Chris was like, "Hey, did you have you ever seen this? Like, you should watch this." And I was like, eh. "And he's like, there's a character in there that you're gonna love," and that character ended up being Ahsoka, and I mean, yep. he was a hundred percent right. So yeah, Clone Wars was my thing too. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I remember, like, I watched. I was with like my. I don't have cable anymore and I haven't for a really long Mm -hmm. time, but my ex-boyfriend did have cable. And so I remember randomly, like there was an episode on, um, on Cartoon Network. And I was like, this is really cute actually. And I had no idea what was going on. (laughs) And I can't even remember what episode it was now, but I was like, I don't know what's happening, but that's Yoda and he's cute. And that's obviously Anakin. This is adorable. Uh And I was like, 
I'm going to buy all the DVDs. And so <laughs> I sat there and I think I went through them in like seasons one and one through three in like two days. And I watched all of the like special whatever interviews with Dave Filoni mm-hmm. and like how they created it. And I was just like, I love this show so much. And it was just like when they're, when Dave Filoni's talking about like the genesis of some of these stories and like how George was in on it, like you can just see the love mm-hmm. of this lore and it's so infectious. And I was just like, this is like a work of love. Mm-hmm. This work of art is a work of love. Yes. And I still, I still feel that way more so than any other, I think, any other thing within Star Wars? I haven't. I'm not caught up on Resistance yet, but I've heard things. So yeah. <laughs> I haven't even. Maybe when I get yeah, there, I haven't even watched it yet. <laughs> oh no! You know what? That might be a good thing though, because now you can just like watch the whole oh, thing right. when you do watch right. it. So <laughs> you don't have to wait every True. week. I've watched four the first four episodes that were released, and then I started episode five, and I I was traveling, mm-hmm. so it was like I, I could I had to do work stuff, so. Um, but yeah, I have them. I have them all. I just need to. I just need to do it. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Uh, we should like make a point to like sit down and watch them, yeah. and we can talk about Probably. them after we've seen the whole thing. Content. Content. Hashtag content. <laughs> um. So, what is your favorite Star Wars film? And this is a hard question. So, if it's a long answer, um, that's totally fine. Return. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Ooh, um, interesting. And. Why? So it wasn't always my favorite. <laughs> um, it was actually like pretty low on my list for a really long time. And um, I think like A New Hope was my favorite for a long time. And then it was Empire. And I think it was Empire because it's every, like everybody and their mother's favorite Star Wars film. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't really, I mean, like I like Empire, but I'm like, eh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just think Return of the Jedi is just really fun. <laughs> and it, it's yeah. it's pretty whimsical like especially like with the Ewoks and all of that and I think that's like mm-hmm. kind of the heart of Star Wars too but really yeah. what it comes down to for me um, is that whole like third act of the film um, yeah. basically from like where Luke turns himself in to Vader uh, on um, mm-hmm. because I in case you couldn't notice, like by the fact that I made a standalone podcast episode about him, like I'm a big Luke stan. <laughs> um, so his journey throughout the original trilogy and then into The Last Jedi is really beautiful. Um, but I think my favorite is in Return of the Jedi when he is able to kind of understand that like fear and anger are all things that we have. Like every single person has fear and has anger. Um but it's the way you deal with them is what makes you different. Uh, And so like he has that moment where he's fighting against Vader and he cuts his arm off and then he's just like, Oh shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And And he's like, if I keep like, you know, I'm projecting a little bit, but like if I keep going down this, (laughs) if I keep doing this, like I'll go down a path that I don't want to go down. And that's when he throws away his lightsaber and says, you have failed your highness. I am a Jedi like my father before me. And that line to this day still gives me chills. I love it. I love the throne room yes, scene so much. It's so good. I'm just sitting here staring off into the yeah. wall. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch yeah. So obviously you're a huge Luke yes. Stan. Is that your favorite character? Um, would you say? It's a three-way tie. <laughs> I have a three-way <laughs> tie for my favorite character. 
<laughs> it's a uh, him, <laughs> Leia, and Ahsoka, and I will not choose between oh, them. Yeah. I will not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's funny. What about you? What's your favorite um, movie? It's a tie between A New Hope and Rogue mm-hmm. One. Um, I feel like those films are so linked now. Um, I can't, I get so many feels from Rogue One about A New Hope and same vice versa. Like when I watch A New Hope, I get Rogue One feels and A New Hope has been my favorite for a long time. It's the one I watch. Mm, I would say actually Phantom Menace is the one I watch the most Really, actually, but, uh, it's probably A New Hope is the second one that I watch the most. It's just like the introductions to all the characters are just excellent. Like I freaking love Tarkin. I I I love old Obi-Wan. I oh, Obi-Wan just has a special place in my heart. Um I love how Leia is introduced. Um I love whiny Luke. Like yes. I'm okay with it. <laughs> he's a teenager. Uh, I know and he's just so vulnerable yeah. and and he shows that on screen and it's he's fine. Sensitive. He like shows that it's okay to be emotional. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Super anti-toxic mm-hmm. masculinity and it's great. But I I love Han Solo mm-hmm. in A New Hope too where he just everyone just has like a super complete arc. It's like a complete film. Um like if it ended there like it would be mm-hmm. fine and obviously we're super happy that it did. <laughs> right. <end there>. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and I just love, I love the cantina scene. I, it was funny. I'm, I was talking with someone about the cantina scene and how when I turned 21, like I was super into dive bars. And I still am like, that's my favorite. Like if I go out, I want to go to a dive mm-hmm. bar and I'm like, oh my God, I think that was influenced by Star Wars. <laughs> like that, the cantina yeah. scene. Cause it's super like CD dive bar vibe. Oh like I was like, that had to have come from there. So <laughs> That's so funny you mentioned so, yeah. that because like I'm thinking about like the kind of bars that I like to go to and they're not like, ooh, I'm so fancy smancy, but like they're like kind no. of like like gastropub kind of things. And yeah, like, my distinct memory of like a Star Wars bar scene is from Attack of the Clones when oh, Obi-Wan yeah. and Anakin go into the bar <laughs> and then what's his face is like, you want to buy a dick stick? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- in ways in which Star Wars has influenced right? your life, you have no idea. Um, but I would, but Rogue mm. One is, oh, I just, oh my God, like my heart. There's, I just, I just, I can't even. I have no words yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> because it just hits me on such an emotional level. Like there's just so many elements of Rogue One. I mean, visually, it's stunning. I love the space battle scene. Mm-hmm. I'm a big sucker for um, Star Destroyers in space. And oh, yeah, right. <laughs> there are some excellent <laughs> space battle Star Destroyer scenes, uh, even if they're being destroyed. I I love Cassian mm-hmm. Andor so mm-hmm. much and everything that he represents. I'm so glad that we're going to get a show on Disney Plus yes. with him. Uh, so I would, I mean, this kind of segues into favorite character, but I think Cassian is probably one of my favorite characters and that's a relatively, I feel like before we found out that we were getting the show, I was like, I love him, but I'm not going to get any more of him. So Mm -hmm. I can't love him too much because I'll just be sad that he's gone. But now that we're getting a whole show about him, I was just like, oh my God, I love Cassian so much. I can't wait to see more of him. So he's definitely one of my favorites. But um, Han Solo and Ahsoka are my other two favorites, which everyone's always surprised when I say Han because everyone thinks he's super boring, which I understand. Um, He's, you know, a typical like cocky white dude that <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we have a, 
one of him in every you know franchise and every form of fiction ever but there's just something about him that like he I have a I feel this connection to Han because he tries to play it off like he doesn't care and he's like this tough person and really he's like he has a big soft mm-hmm. heart and he cares about people and he wants to do the right thing and even if it takes him a while to get there to do the right thing and he makes mistakes and he's kind of like eh, whatever like and I feel like that's mm-hmm. me like I feel like I am Han Solo on a lot of levels like he's a cynic like he's, you know, he <laughs> he has hope, but he doesn't want anyone to know he has hope. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Like I don't know. Like there's just something about him, and I mean I, Harrison oh, Ford well, as yes. well is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, young Harrison Ford, oh, you yeah, get it. Can. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something about Han that has always resonated with me like ever since I was young like I always loved his character every time I thought about doing cosplay I always wanted to cosplay Han and I never did it but maybe I will someday but yeah I always that's like always a character that I've been drawn to and then Ahsoka mm-hmm. obviously because she's freaking amazing in every way yes. um and you know what well I, we can get into this in another episode, but I really love Yoda too. Really? And I know that's controversial. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I have Yoda and oh okay, I have a thing for sad Jedi. Yoda and Obi-Wan just like I, I don't even know if I want to say favorite characters. They just like have a place in my heart. Okay. Like I love I love tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love feelings. And I just like I just have this image of Yoda sitting on Dagobah for all those years, just like knowing that he failed and just being like oh my god this is all my fault like everything that's going wrong in the galaxy is my fault and I need to help fix it somehow and I have two kids out there somewhere and they are it mm-hmm. <laughs> like and we've got to do this somehow and uh, and then Obi-Wan same thing just like feeling responsible for what happened with Anakin and like not being there for his friend and seeing this all happen and not being able to save Padme and just feeling responsible for, for all of this and having survivor's guilt, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just, I, <laughs> we can talk about it at length in another episode, but I have some feelings for old Zed Jedi. <laughs> the more they cry, the happier I am. I know, in the worst right. way possible. Um, clearly, if Rogue One is one of my favorite films, yeah, I love tragedy, true. right? Rogue One is my second favorite. <laughs> Like, it's like Return of the Jedi, a very teeny tiny space, like the smallest space imaginable, and then Rogue One. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. just so beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, We love books. Yes, we do. Um, We love books. What's your favorite Star Wars book? Let's let's stick within canon. Yeah, oh, I never read any of the Legends books anyway, so. Okay. Um, Oh, geez, Louise. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> trying to look on my bookshelf of like which books I have. I think I'm going to have to be basic and say bloodline. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a it's staple. It's a good staple. We'll have to talk yeah. about it. It's a good. It's really staple. good. We'll definitely do an episode about bloodline. Yes. Um especially um I feel like we need to watch resistance. Mhm. And then do an episode about bloodline and resistance because I feel there's probably going to be some crossover. Yeah. 
I don't know that because I haven't seen all the episodes <laughs> of Resistance Rebel, but from what I've seen yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. Um, I'm going to have to say it's a tie between Bloodline and Dark Disciple mm-hmm. because I love me some Ventress. <laughs> um, I hate the way that book mm-hmm. ends because it's bullshit. If you haven't read the book, um, go read it so you can be angry mm-hmm. as well. Man, I really like Lost Stars too, though. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Lost Stars is another one of those like tragic star-crossed lover things. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so good. Um, damn it. Too many books. Can I just say like five <laughs> books? Because <laughs> I really love Leia Princess Leia of Alderaan, Princess Alderaan too. Is great. Like, uh, but yeah, Bloodline is so good because it's, we don't, I mean, we get a little bit of Leia in the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. like, but not a ton. And I really love older Leia. Like, her, and I think Claudia Gray encapsulates every version of Leia that we have seen her write so yes. well. Um, there's just so much in Bloodline, pol- politically wise, um, in terms of like Leia's inner struggles and her characterization that. We definitely need to talk about yes. that at length, I think. Yes. Because <laughs> it's so good. I also just finished um, Queen Shadow. Ooh, I haven't read it so yet. It's so good. I loved it. it. It made my little Padme <laughs> Amidala heart so full. I've heard diff- – so I hear – like all the Padme stands that I follow on Twitter that I'm friends with are like, I love this book so much. And everyone else who's like kind of either indifferent about Padme or they like her but she's not like – they're not like super into her are like, I enjoyed this book but I was confused. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> so I'm really curious. Um, I about the confusion part. I'm confused why they're confused. I guess they're just- <laughs> I think there's just a lot of characters in there that if you're not super into like the handmaids and, um, and Padme, maybe it's in Naboo and whatever, maybe it's confusing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, now I'm like, I want to read this book. I, I, I'm next in line at Mm -hmm. the library, so I should be getting it any day now. Um, whoever's reading it before me needs to hurry up and (laughs) so I can read it, (laughs) but yeah, we'll have to talk about that too. Um, once I'm finished, um, because I love Padme, yeah, yes. and she was she was done oh. wrong in so mm-hmm. many ways in the films, um, and and yeah. Ugh. We'll <laughs> <laughs> I just like we need women writing more stories about women and Star Wars. That's that's just it. With the love because of God. No mother in her right mind would just give up living after she gives birth to her children. And uh-huh. that's <laughs> no. not a thing. Like, <laughs> there's no world Women in which don't... Padme Amidala would actually do that. Yeah. Knowing that there's so much yes. work to do in the galaxy as well, because she knows that her very powerful husband has turned dark. Yeah, right. She'd be like, bitch. Yeah. No, we are uh, <laughs> not fixing happening. some shit. Yeah, absolutely not. Whatever. Um, Thanks, George Lucas. <laughs> maybe maybe there will be a Star Wars reboot someday, like many, many years from now, and they will redo that, and um, we will be vindicated. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening, you're probably like, why the hell did you call your podcast Lousy Beautiful Town? That's weird. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> like... 
we agonized over what to call this mm-hmm. podcast for I think that was probably the hardest de- decision oh, that we yeah. made. Um everything else was just like, oh yeah, we'll just talk. We'll just sit here and talk. <laughs> that, that's the easy part. It's trying to figure out like what to name this podcast because what's meaningful to both of us and then also like what encapsulates like our philosophy on how we come at mm-hmm. this stuff, not just like the actual like fictional content, but just through a fandom lens, through the lens of being marginalized mm-hmm. people. You know, you're a, a queer woman. I am a I don't know if I'm queer or not. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> That's right. We've all we've all taken our time. <laughs> but I am a woman of color. Um and yeah, that's another conversation to have. Um, <laughs> I can't say that when I'm taking a sip of water. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been in like a, a heterosexual relationship for so long that I kind of feel it's like one of those things where I'm like, well, does it really matter? Like, I don't really care to put mm-hmm. a label on it. So at this point, I'm just like, I just like what yeah, I like and fair. I love what I love. Fair. So <laughs> I'm in my 30s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like I I, I, I feel like my identity is, is firmly set and I'm fine with whatever I feel mm-hmm. I am. I don't know. Something to talk about my therapist with. <laughs> Therapy um, Thursday. <laughs> Therapy Thursdays. Um, so so anyway, um, getting <laughs> off the rails here. Uh, Laos and Beautiful Town. So I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've seen The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. And you know that that line is associated with Canto Bight and Rose Tico and the war machine that is a galaxy far, mm-hmm. far away. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we want to talk about what Rose means to mm-hmm. us because she's an extremely controversial character in fandom, which I don't understand why, because she's pretty straightforward and pretty simple, um, but a lot of people don't care for her, which bothers Asian. me, but what, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> That's a thing? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't want to say that because I have oh, friends yeah. who don't really like the way yeah. Rose was written, and I I respect that, and that's totally fine. She's not right. for everybody. Not everything is going to be for everybody, and You're that's right. fine. Um, but um, those that didn't like her because she's not a white woman or mm-hmm. a man, whatever, that is a thing, and we don't no. like it. So, fuck yeah, you. big fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, do you want to talk about like? what Rose means to you personally. Yeah. Or just like what she means. I feel like just like thematically to you, like mm. as a character. I just kind of like that. She's, she's, I'm trying to think of the word that I want to use. Like the every man. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yes, I project myself onto like Luke and Leia and Ahsoka, but these are like three extraordinary characters because of like their abilities and also because of like their personality characteristics too. But like Rose was kind of one of the first quote unquote regular people. Um, Like she, she's not, she doesn't have, well, I mean, everybody has the force, but like, she's not force sensitive or anything (laughs) like that. Um, She's not this like hotshot pilot. She's a mechanic who does her job and does it well and is putting in her part towards the fight for the greater good. And I don't know. I really relate to that because like as much as I would want to be like the big hero, I also have anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want 
want that much responsibility. Um, Super relatable. Yep. Yep. I feel like I, you know, through my, both my professional and personal life, like I do what I can to help other people. There's this, I'm going to paraphrase this uh, quote from Mary Richmond, who is like the mother of social work. And it's like, we can keep taking our clients like, and we can keep pulling them out of the ditch and out of the ditch and out of the ditch. But at some point, wouldn't it just be easier to fix the ditch? And I think that's, that's kind of what Rose does too. And I really like seeing that. That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, I'm going to echo everything that you just said because I absolutely agree. And I think there's another layer of Rose, especially for me personally, as she is the first um, Asian American woman to headline in a Star Wars film and to be a main character. And I just remember I didn't go to Celebration Orlando, but I watched all the panels Mm -hmm. at home. And I remember when I saw when Ryan Johnson put her photo up and was like, this is our new character, I cried because there's something that is really hard to explain about basically not seeing yourself on screen as a hero or as someone worthy of attention or recognition in media. And suddenly to see that and to see someone being recognized and to see someone story is being significant enough to put in a film especially a big budget film like star wars there's just a feeling there of being seen and being told that you matter as a collective people so as asian american women like you matter enough to put you on screen and for us to invest money in making this character and to tell the story of this woman and i didn't know that I didn't have that until that day. Mm. <laughs> like you just don't yeah. know that like, you're not like, there's no, like you, you don't, you can't tell what the absence of that is until you have felt what right. it's like to, to know, to, to feel seen. And she's uh, like that her on that level is so meaningful to me just to have and, and the fact that she's Asian American, mm. she doesn't have an accent. She's not like her, whole characterization is not her being Asian or whatever. Like she's just someone in the resistance that wants to do the Mm -hmm. right thing. Like that is who she is. And just the fact that she's like a refugee and the fact that she's just like a regular person, like those are all great things too. And I love it. And there's like so much that could be told there story-wise that could be, you know, linked to our current Mm -hmm. world um, that I also love. But I, I love how, she the world is simple to her it's you know saving what we love yeah (laughs) is is most important and um if you can do something to do it and I feel like you know sure she was a mechanic in the background and I always want to be that person I I have same way I have anxiety (laughs) I don't want the attention I'm more I'm so much happier being behind the scenes doing stuff than I am on stage talking about you know being being Mm -hmm. in the limelight um, and I'm, which is weird cause I work in sales. So like, I'm, that's pretty much what I do all day <laughs> at work. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but whatever. Um, but even at my job, like I'm much more into the customer service aspect of my job as a salesperson than I am actually being out there talking about whatever mm-hmm. I'm selling. Um, because 
like that's more rewarding to like serve mm-hmm. people and to make people's lives easier than it is to just be like, well, this is me and this is what I yeah. represent. Oh my God, I feel that <laughs> so hard as a social worker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I feel like that's Rose. Mm-hmm. Like she was the one like behind the scenes the whole time. But then when she saw that she could make mm-hmm. a difference and, and help save the resistance, like she stepped up and she's like, well, I can do this. I can help you. And it was like, okay, this is, this is happening. Um, and I think, <laughs> I think her disdain for the war machine essentially on Canto Bite, just seeing like the, um, the, I don't want to say effects of war because that's not a strong enough word. The fallout mm-hmm. from war. I know what you mean. And who's actually, and who's actually mm. winning because the war that's going on is, you know, resistance versus first order. Um, <laughs> the people that are, are winning are the people in Canto right. that are making money off of this, off of both sides. Like they're selling weapons and ships to the resistance and to the first order. And then they don't have to think about anything because they're so above mm-hmm. the fray that, you know, they can go and sit on this beautiful planet and not think about what mm-hmm. they're involved in. Meanwhile, the soldiers that are fighting in the First Order and that are fighting in the Resistance are, you know, they're losing loved ones. They're trying to save planets that and systems that are are seeing the, the, the fallout from this. And Rose's planet mm-hmm. was one of them. Like, that's... And she, she sees that. Like, she knows that this this is all bullshit and I feel like there's huge correlation to our current society mm-hmm. <laughs> um in that in in that look into Canto Bite and and what Rose sees um like capitalism mm-hmm. sucks um Eat the rich like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like the I like the fact that Finn was just so enthralled by everything that he saw. It's so easy to get caught up and be like, "Well, I want to oh, be yeah. one of them because my life would be so much easier." And it's like, no, we should be fighting to have everyone's lives mm-hmm. be easier, not just like the one percent, right? Um, or whoever, whatever percentage that is on <laughs> Star Wars, <laughs> probably even mm-hmm. less than that. Um, so I think. And Rosa's line that I just want to put my fist through this lousy, beautiful mm-hmm. town, like fully, like <laughs> who doesn't love having an iPhone and being able to record a podcast on high speed right? internet? Like it's er, er, being able to order things on Amazon. It's like such, we're in such a conflicted, like we really enjoy the conveniences that like modern capitalist society mm-hmm. has brought us, but also it's like conflict within us because we know what's, what is, who's at yeah. the bottom and who's. It's no, hard. yeah, you're 100 <laughs> right. It's I want to put my fist through this lousy yeah, beautiful yes. town, but it's still yes. beautiful. It's right. still beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's lousy. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> crisis right. of morality oh. every day. Good lord. Uh, my therapist always tells me that I need to um, set aside my activist self sometimes to. Um, have self-care my my therapist tells (laughs) me the same thing (laughs) she's like you can't be activist 100 percent of the time I'm like but people need that and she's like yes but you will be in crisis all the time (laughs) 
<laughs> because you'll be miserable. And I'm like, yes, yeah. this is true. Um, but yeah, so we realize we live relatively privileged mm-hmm. lives and we want to address issues. Um, talking about things in this lousy, beautiful town <laughs> <laughs> and the rem- the ramifications uh, in our real world and in a galaxy far, far away of war and social issues. And um, this is our platform. Yeah. So we're going to use it and we're going to put yes, our fists through things. Put our fists through so many things. <laughs> our small but yes. will fight. <laughs> I am short as hell, but like, you know, I can get a ladder and <laughs> like punch you in the face. I can wear heels. Uh, I can run yeah, in there heels. You go. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. the thing. I can run in heels. I'm pretty short yeah. too. Yeah. I'm pretty short too. Um, but yeah, down to fight. Pretty scrappy. Mm-hmm. We can do this. So yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to add about Rose and our title? No. I our think, name? I think I'm good. Our <laughs> oh man, we might be here for a while then. Um, it's not therapy Thursday, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is true. This is true. <laughs> um, no, I just I love I love Rose and I love Kelly Marie Tran so much. Oh God, she yes. makes my heart smile, and uh, I would love to take her on a date and hold her hand. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the weirdo that's like watching you guys yeah. on your date, just like sitting there, like, oh, this is so lovely. Like I text you, hey, I'm going on a date with Kelly Marie Tran, and then I see you like at the restaurant with a wig and sunglasses on, <laughs> <laughs> sitting at the bar, yeah. just staring at you yeah. guys, being a weirdo. <laughs> I won't participate, but I'll definitely just be like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Oh, that says a lot about us right there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, right now we will be on iTunes. We're working on getting it on other platforms. Um, And you can find us on social media at um, LBTPod on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And you can send us an email at lousybeautifultownpod at gmail.com. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Cecilia. And you can just see me screaming about lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. Um, quick shout out. I also have another podcast um, about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you're into that. I know not a lot of people are into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but <laughs> I love it. So me and our friend Jared do a podcast about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, we talk about other Marvel stuff, too. So you're a big Marvel stand too, oh, right? I'm a huge Marvel stand. And you love Captain America too, oh, don't you? I love Captain America. <laughs> I feel like we should make this a joint uh, Rose Tico Captain America podcast. <laughs> we'll have to have some forays into Marvel crossover Beautiful. here. Yes. My dream now is to have Spider Man show up somehow in Star Wars. Like, Ooh. I feel like that has to, I mean, like, hello, Disney, you guys can make this happen. Right. I know it's ridiculous, but worse, you know, more ridiculous things have happened yeah, <laughs> in <duh>. fiction. <laughs> put spider-man Spi- in star wars <laughs> exactly it can happen but yeah so thank you guys so much for listening um to our first episode of lousy beautiful town um hopefully you come back for more <laughs> <laughs> please come back for more i'm please desperate for validation <laughs> please listen to us we have voices yeah. <laughs> thanks guys we'll catch you later Thank you.